would think to myself, wow, you are expecting a lot from this magic oil. You know, mm-hmm. if that's your state, you know, and you want just an oil to fix it. And I realized that we have a bit of a problem in our society with, you know, a pill for every ill. And then when people come to the essential oil world, they sometimes want to replace that with an oil for every ill. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, hey, welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Kim Peek. I'm a running coach, host of this show, and the author of the new book, Holistic Endurance Training, The Integrated Guide to Thriving as an Athlete. And I would like to remind you, if you're listening in real time, that we just started our summer challenge around here. It's called Ready to Launch, Kickstart Your Comeback. And it's a challenge to help you run or walk your first 5K, gain some momentum if you haven't been exercising much during quarantine, or work on getting a faster 5K if that's something you'd like to work on. You can check it out on my website at crushingmygoals.com slash launch. Today, I am talking with Kimberly Malusis. Kimberly is a CPA tax specialist turned essential oil expert, natural health entrepreneur, and abundance coach. With over 70,000 customers worldwide, Kimberly has acquired a wealth of knowledge to help people use essential oils to support themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. In her coaching work, she focuses on empowering people to create abundance in their mind, body, and finances. And she recently launched her Life More Abundantly course for that very purpose. Kimberly is also a homeschooling mom who loves swimming, hiking, scuba diving, and gardening. We started our interview talking about the benefits of essential oils and how they can help athletes. But what I really loved about this interview was when we started talking about abundance Kimberly shared how her Life More Abundantly course came about, and I really love the story behind the course because it solved a problem in her business because people were still wanting a pill for every ill, and Kimberly realized the limitations of essential oils and realized she had an opportunity to educate her customers and help improve her customers' health even more by adding on her knowledge about health and nutrition and all of the mindset tactics that she had for living more abundantly. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. I'm so excited to have you today. I'm really thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and you are from Canada. How are things in Canada right now? You know little crazy. I think it's kind of the state of the world, but I'm, I'm grateful to live in the country where I get some green and some space, which is good. Yeah, beautiful. So tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we'll get into um, how you got started doing that. But first, what is it that you coach people on? Yeah, so I have kind of two sides to what I get to do on a daily basis. And one of those is I 
teach and educate about essential oils and how people can use them for daily life, how they can use them to support their health in specific ways. You know, athletic performance, of course, is part of that. So I, I educate on essential oils. And on the other side, what I get to do is I get to be a bit of a coach to my team and then an abundance coach beyond that to the broader population. And so I have a course called Life More Abundantly. So I have both aspects of my business and I can't can't pick one that I love more than the other because I think it's all kind of connected to abundance and whole living. I love that. And I think it's so cool too that you have multiple things that you're interested in and you're finding a way to do it all because I think sometimes that goes against what you hear traditional business advice saying as far as you need to focus, but I love that you can do all the things and just kind of fulfill yourself that way also. So I think that's really cool. So tell us a little bit then about how you got started on the essential oil side. Was there something that took place in your life or did you start using them or just what was the catalyst there? Well, it's a little bit of a funny story because I'm actually a CPA, so a chartered professional accountant, a tax specialist. I spent 20 years, you know, in the area of tax, specifically, specifically corporate tax, and even more specifically for a lot of my career was financial institutions, corporate tax. So very boring, you know, very not related to essential oils or health at all. Um, But what happened is my kids are 28, 23, 20, and 9. So when I had my little guy, uh, my fourth one, my eldest was just going off to university. And I was thinking to myself, wow, where did the time go? You know, I remember holding my first son in my arms, just like I'm holding my fourth now. And now he's going off to university. And so that really got me into thinking, you know, do I really want to spend the rest of my life and my career um, doing taxes? And I, I answered that with a hard no. I wanted to be home with my fourth. I wanted to have like different um, interaction with him and the rest of my kids, you know, they don't stop needing you when they're older. So I felt like I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what. So then we went on a bit of a journey and we tried a whole lot of things to try to create income. We being me and my husband, we were both six figure income earners. So it was tricky to try to replace that, you know, doing something alternate, alternate, but we thought, well, we'll get into house flipping. Um, that was not very successful. <laughs> we were living in the house that we were flipping. And as I'd like to say, I think we were the ones flipping more than the house was. So we, we didn't like that uh, result. But during that period of time, I got introduced to essential oils. And I had always been a natural health kind of person. I had my own health issues, really wanted to get you know, healing, wasn't finding solutions in traditional medicine. So I had gone, you know, alternative, alternative methods already. When essential oils were introduced to me, I thought, oh, this is really interesting. But I told the lady who enrolled me um, as a wholesale customer with doTERRA, I said, don't put me on a mailing list and don't talk to me about the business. I'm not interested. So I clearly have had to eat humble pie since then. But that was my introduction. Yeah. Very good. And so it obviously has worked for you Mm -hmm. and you're still doing it. So that's awesome. So what are some of the benefits of using essential oils just overall in general first? Yeah. So I think this is why I have done so well, because I fell in love with what they're able to do and the power. And I remember when I, when I started learning about it, I, I was thinking to myself, if this is true, 
if the oils can do what it says they can do, and if they work the way that they say that they work, everybody needs to know about it. And that's actually the passion that I started just to share even before I decided to actually build a business with it. So let me explain to you a little bit about what the oils are, and that might help you to understand why they're so powerful. So they are considered highly volatile aromatic compounds. That's a really complex way of saying that they smell good and that they're packages of chemistry and they're found in nature. And all essential oils do come from plants, but not every plant has an essential oil. So they're kind of unique in, in nature, but they're in lots of things. So the leaves of plants like peppermint or oregano or thyme, uh, the, the bark of trees like frankincense, copaiba, um, the roots of plants like vetiver or even the petals of a flower, all of those places can have essential oils. And for the plant, it's part of the plant's reproductive system, immune system. They do a lot of powerful things for the plant. But the complex chemistry that they have makes them very beneficial to the human body. And in fact, for pharmaceuticals, 80% um, of medicine that's prescribed currently came by the pharmaceutical companies studying what's in nature. So what I teach people to do is, well, instead of going to an isolate uh, where they isolate one chemical compound out of this complex chemistry of nature, let's go to nature itself and let's start there. Because if we can get the benefits that we need from nature, from these essential oils, then we can forego the need for a chemical compound that is harmful to our body and creating side effects. And so that's how I approach essential oils, and they really are powerhouses. Can you give me some examples of how essential oils can help athletic performance? How would an athlete use essential oils? Yeah, in so many ways, right? Because, I mean, if you think about um, exercise science, they say that, you know, athletic performance is both before and after, and then, of course, during the performance or the, the a game or whatever. So essential oils can support in all of those places before, during, and after um, any, an athlete is, is in action. And as an example, one of the things that if you're going into kind of a performance where you might feel jittery, uh, they, uh, we've got essential oils that would be very calming, very balancing. So lavender, a perfect example, everybody knows, uh, even if you're not familiar with essential oils, you kind of get this idea that lavender helps with calming. And that's because of the, the high alcohol content. And when I say alcohol, I don't mean like it's not going to make you drunk. It's just a chemical compound called alcohols, and they're very relaxing. Um, another oil would be something like balance. So doTERRA has a a blend called Balance, which literally does help with grounding and balancing. People use it for stage fright. Really great if you're about to get up and perform in any kind of capacity. It's really great for getting those jitters down. Or even something as simple as peppermint um, in, in water, drinking that. Now, interestingly, peppermint has been studied because of how powerful it is for athletes. And so one of the studies showed that um, they gave some healthy men that were otherwise, you know, great athletes, they gave them just one or two drops of peppermint in water for 10 days. And then they studied their performance before and after. And afterwards, they had an increase of uh, significance. So one of the things was grip force, like the ability to hang on to something, increase of 36%. A standing vertical jump increased 7%, you know, a long jump, 6% increase. Things like the uh, recovery time and um, the ability to um, even the uh, respiratory 
process during exercise was increased. And so significant findings from just a little bit of peppermint in water. So those are just some simple examples. So is there a difference between peppermint essential oil and like if I ate a peppermint mint or if I took a drop of peppermint extract and put that in my water? Like, do you you know the differences between that? Sure do. Yeah. So if you're having a peppermint um, candy, you're likely getting um, a synthetic version of an oil. So a lot of essential oils that are used in food, they have FDA approval as being generally regarded as safe, so GRAS, but it doesn't mean that they're actually pure. It doesn't mean that they're actually coming from nature. They're probably a synthetic compound because it's much cheaper to produce a synthetic compound, but a synthetic compound that's been determined to be safe. So it can have the taste of peppermint, but it's not going to have the chemical constituents that you need um, to boost that athletic performance like I just indicated. If you're using an herb, so like that, for example, peppermint tea, that is going to have the essential oils in it. But the thing is that one drop of peppermint oil is equivalent to 28 cups of peppermint tea. So you'd have to be, you know, peeing a lot <laughs> afterwards right. if you're drinking all Which of that. Which isn't going to help athletic performance. <laughs> no, it kind of goes the opposite. Every couple of minutes you're running to the bathroom. And then um, I think the third thing you mentioned was an extract, right? A mm-hmm. extract. So an extract is different. Most essential oils will be um, done through steam distillation. So that's how they get the pure essential oil. They are able to capture all of the chemical properties, all of the power, and they don't have to adulterate it in any way. An extract is done through alcohol, and that is not the same kind of process as capturing an essential oil. So you can use peppermint extract for flavoring, but again, if you're trying to get the the beneficial properties from it, then you want an essential oil and a pure one at that. Okay, so you said pure one. I was just gonna ask that. So I know just from the limited reading I have done that you need to be careful You don't just go buy essential oils off the shelf somewhere. You have to be careful about where it's sourced from. So talk a little bit about that for us. Yeah, that's such an important point because it's actually what, you know, drew me to doTERRA as a CPA. So, you know, my my accounting background may seem to have no relevance to essential oils, but in one way it did. And that is that I was actually evaluating a couple of different companies at the time of, you know, deciding if I was going to do this as a business. And the reason I landed solidly with doTERRA was because they're the only company in the world that has every leader tested by a third party. As an auditor, my auditor training, I knew that that was important. You know, you can't just go to a bank and say, hey, here's my financial statements that you made up. They're going to say, well, who audited these, right? Right. Um, We need third party verification. And so when we're talking about essential oils, the fact that there's no company that actually has third party verification is kind of an issue. There's no governing body that will check it. So you can buy an oil off the shelf and it can say 100% pure organic. Organic, by the way, is you know such a misnomer when it comes to essential oils. Absolutely irrelevant. Um, but that will say 100% pure organic whatever oil, like oregano oil, whatever. But it does not mean that it's synthetic that it's not synthetic and it doesn't mean that it has all the chemical properties that it needs to in order to be beneficial to the to the body. And so we're really, really careful about going through, you know, up to 26 tests on any uh, kind of oil that we do, depending on the type of oil. It, like I said, it's tested three times and one of those times is by a third party. And then um, we're really, really um, keen on sourcing 
we've been written up in you know business magazines because our goal is not to just go and buy farms in some third world country where we own the property. Our goal is to empower the people. And I really believe that part of the reason why our oils are so powerful is more energetic in the sense that the investment that we make in the people all around the world who then are the ones who are harvesting or growing the, the raw material for our oils. Yeah. And I, I just want to emphasize this one more time so that nobody misses it, that oils can be diffused or you can put them, like use drops in a liquid to drink, but that you really, really need to be careful what the source is if you're going to drink it. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, a lot of the oils that you're going to buy off the shelf will tell you not to use it internally. And if you if you study aromatherapy, you know, one of the things that aromatherapists come to us with is like, well, like, first thing I learned when I went to school was you don't take oils internally. And the reason for that is because there was there's no standardized testing for oils. And so if they're synthetic, they're actually harmful to the body, they can do um, much more harm than good. And so part of the reason why we stand firmly behind the internal use of oils is because it's gone through the testing. Now, there's a couple of oils that you wouldn't use internally, even when they're pure, wintergreen being one of them. Really great for muscles. And so we use that in our deep blue rub. You know, wintergreen is powerful for muscle uh, tension and muscle pain, but not for internal use. Okay. So let's also talk about that. So you get done working out, maybe you ran a marathon, your muscles are sore. What is the best course of action? Do you mix it with some oil and put it on your body and use it as a rub? Or what are the options for sore muscles? That's a great question. So we have a, a, a blend that's called Deep Blue. And if you're, if you're in the pain management world, it probably sounds familiar in terms of like there's deep cold and there's all of those like A535. So interesting fact is that wintergreen oil is 99% naturally occurring methyl salicylate. Now that's a really big word, but basically that's the active ingredient that's in the muscle rubs. So the muscle rubs that you buy off the shelf, it's about 5% concentration of methyl salicylate. So that's the one that makes you feel like, you know, the hot uh, or the cold, depending on how you experience it um, when you put it on. And so deep blue already comes as a an oil, but it comes as a rub as well. And so that tends to be, you know, a big favorite, especially with men who don't want to do any kind of mixing. They just want to put something on them. So the deep blue rub is really effective. And a lot of people, um, Olympic athletes included, will use that before performance because it kind of stimulates the muscles, you know, it gets them, gets them ready for action. But if you are experiencing, you know, discomfort after a workout or after a performance, then deep blue rub can be used. But we have a couple of other options. So lemongrass, you know, we actually, I live in horse country here in uh, Caledon, Ontario. And a lot of the horse owners will mix the lemongrass with some fractionated coconut oil and use it on their, their racehorses. And they only use the best. So you, you know that they're, they're kind of pre-approving us. So I, I like that. But lemongrass is really great for getting things moving, getting the lactic acid moving, and creating kind of a relaxation to any of the tension that would have built up in the muscles. And then we have a massage blend we call Aroma Touch, which is really helpful for, for massage for muscles. You know, helps with a natural inflammatory response of the body to be in place, um, the anti-inflammatory response rather, and it helps with just keeping things moving along so there's no lactic acid buildup. So one of the things I like about all of this is I am really particular about lotions and makeup and things that I put on my skin. And I think that when you use essential oils, 
and some of the blends that your company has and others have that it's a way of you know putting something like an icy hot on your body or whatever without using all of the chemicals that we don't know what they do to our bodies what do you think about that oh absolutely i mean i remember reading a study that said and i i sometimes sometimes ask my customers this question, like, at what part of the day do you think that we get the most toxic input? And some of them are like, well, when we're driving, when we're out. And I say, no, it's actually in the shower, because all of your pores are open, and then you're rubbing in like sodium lauryl sulfates and parabens and like all kinds of toxic things. And so it's really great that you're aware that, you know, your skin is an organ, and it's literally absorbing everything you're putting on there. It's not, it's not this, you know, force field. <laughs> it's, it's actually absorbing things. So what you put on your skin, if you, if you can't put it in your mouth with the exception of deep blue rub, which, you know, has the methyl salicylate, but if you can't put those ingredients in your mouth, you really shouldn't be putting them on your skin. So I love that that's your approach because uh, we really need to be, be mindful of that because our bodies are going to absorb that toxin. That toxin is going to be put into our cells, which then, you know, manifest as arthritis or as any number of other unhelpful conditions. So yeah, very, very wise of you. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about what you do as an abundance coach. Mm -hmm. Give us just a little bit of an overview of what that entails. Yeah, this is this is kind of a new journey for me. Uh, what happened is last year, 2019, you know, I always start by year with a word. I say, you know, what's my word for the year? And last year, 2019, the word was abundance. And so that was kind of interesting. And I had kind of forgotten about it because, you know, it's really exciting in January and then you kind of forget about it as the year goes on. Um, but come June or July, I decided I wanted to write a customer education program. Because what I found happening was that I would have customers come to me and they would say, you know, Kimberly, I've got diabetes, I've got hypertension, I've got, you know, this, that, and they would like list this laundry list of symptoms or conditions that they had. And then their question was always the same. What oil can I use? <laughs> and I would think to myself, wow, you are expecting a lot from this magic oil, you know, mm -hmm. if that's your you know, and you want just an oil to fix it. And I realized that we have a bit of a problem in our society with, you know, a pill for every ill. And then when people come to the essential oil world, they sometimes want to replace that with an oil for every ill. And even though we joke, the, you know, I've got an oil for that, no matter what your issue is, we've got an oil for that. Um, the truth is that it's beyond just taking something like an oil in order to get abundance in your health. And so I started writing this customer education program to kind of give people a broader perspective on what health was and how you can achieve it. And as I sat there, I, it suddenly became a very self-reflective process. And I started thinking, here I am, 50 years old. I have never had more energy, never felt more vibrant, never had better relationships, more mentally well, emotionally well, spiritually well, and financially abundant than at any other time in my life. Why is that? You know, if you know my story, which I know you don't, but I come from, you know, kind of like the worst kind of background, you know, like the, all the sob stories you can imagine, they're, they're all in my background. And I thought, you know, how did I get to where I am from where I was? Because if it was just luck, well, then, you know, that's not very hopeful. But if I actually applied principles to my life and I was able to teach those principles, well, then that's hope because then anybody can achieve abundance. And so I wrote the course called Life More Abundantly 
which really just addresses, you know, the four key areas of physical health, emotional health. Um, uh, <laughs> there is another kind of health. <laughs> um, emotional health, mental health, and then financial health. And so I address all of these areas in 10 weeks. So different focus for each of the weeks. And I just teach people like if you want abundance, here's what you do. And it's not going to be, you know, like a, you know, take a pill and then suddenly you're abundant the next day or, you know, do this one thing. And it's really a lifelong journey. But if you're committed to the journey, abundance is accessible and available to everybody. And so it's really a, a course on principles. And then when I talk to people individually, I'm then just drawing from the information that I have out in that course. I love it. So give us an example of what they would learn in that course. What would a sample first module be like? That's a good question. So the first area I focus on is physical health. I, I I actually, and I said mental health, it's spiritual health is the other one. I was like, I don't know why I had a, a brain fart. Sorry. <laughs> but the first one is physical health. And I spent the longest time on physical health because it tends to be the area where people come to me for help the most. And physical health, the very first module is, and by the way, all the modules start with F just because I'm just like that. So the first one is food. And I'm really just helping people to figure out what am I doing from an intake of food perspective that is affecting my health? And how can I change, you know, the trajectory of my health just by what I put at the end of my fork? And so I, the whole first module is about eating for abundance. And, and I have a mindset that we're not to really approach eating as a restrictive thing, like, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. But from a, an abundance mindset, which is, all of this uh, beautiful array of colorful food is before us. You know, what awesome choices do I get to make today to serve my body? And so that's kind of the perspective I come from. And then I educate people to help them to make those, you know, awesome choices. Because <laughs> maybe they don't know that, you know, the, the Twinkie that they're eating is not an awesome choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I can't have Twinkies. <laughs> well. Just kidding. Just kidding. What other recommendations do you make to people about their physical health when they, you know, because I, I totally love how you've combined what you're doing with the oils and realizing that, you know, an oil isn't going to solve all of your problems. It mm -hmm. will help with some of these problems, but you need to take a few more steps. So what are some of the other things that you talk to people about when it comes to physical health? Yeah. So that after food, then we talk about uh, physical movement right? Because I just, I know, for example, things like depression, there's been so many studies that show that people who are active, that's a really powerful way to deal with depression. So maybe before running to a medicine that is actually going to harm you, and maybe one of the, you know, number one side effects of antidepressants is uh, suicidal thoughts. And that's not a very helpful way to deal with depression, you know, so maybe move your body and get that moving. And so I talk about the benefits of physical activity, and just some simple ways to incorporate physical activity if it's not normally a part of your your life like you don't have to have a gym membership in order to be physically active and so I talk about that and so I, 
And then, of course, I talk about essential oils that will support that journey because, um, you know, sometimes respiratory uh, problems can get people in the in the way of thinking, well, I can't work out because, you know, I have asthma or whatever. So there's essential oils that are very, very supportive to the respiratory um, system. And so why not use those to support you in your workout? So I talk about a bunch of things like that. Um, the third module I, I talk about is what I call pharmacology. In other words, how do you approach what you take to support your physical um, condition? And how do you, when you're looking at symptoms, how do you interpret those symptoms? Do you interpret those as, I, I use the image of like, you know, the whack-a-mole. Remember the whack-a-mole game? Mm-hmm. You know, some, sometimes our approach to dealing with the symptoms of our body is like, having that whack-a-mole mallet and we want to like knock down all the symptoms instead of pulling back and saying, Hey, what are these symptoms telling me about my overall health? So I talk about that in pharmacology and of course introduce essential oils in that as well. And then the fourth area of physical health, I believe is just our, our physical appearance because some people have a really negative relationship with how they look when they look in the mirror. Like what are the thoughts that come to your mind when you look in the mirror? So I try to get them to have a healthy relationship with that and then provide some tips of just how they can take care of their skin. So those would be physical health aspects. Nice. And I'm assuming that as you get into this, talking, teaching people about how to have an abundant lifestyle, that mindset has to be part of this training. Absolutely. And that's actually the very next module. So number five would be uh, focus and mindset. And so I talk a lot about how our brain and what we think is manifested in our physical, emotional, mental well-being. And, um, you know, I bring in some really powerful research and I teach people about creating affirmations. And, you know, I... I absolutely believe that we are the creators of our life. And I often use the example of my son, he, my little nine, nine-year-old, he loves Lego. And he sits down in front of a pile of Lego and his hands start moving. And after, you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes, he's got this incredible creation. And I always ask my team members when I coach them, I said, when did that, um, that image, sorry, that, that creation that he made, when, did, when was it completed? It wasn't actually completed you know, when his hands finished making it, it was completed in his mind before he sat down. And we need to look at our life like that. Um, With the thoughts that we allow to go through our mind, that's what we're going to create. And so if we can create before we even start our day, like my little guy with his Lego bricks, if we can create our day before we even start it, then we're just going to spend the rest of the day putting the bricks together. And so I really speak a lot about focus and mindset. I heard a great quote yesterday, and it's really not a new thought, but it was so simple that I just loved it. And it was, our input determines our output. Absolutely. And I just thought, you know, it's so simple. One little phrase. And I just think it it goes back to all the things you're talking about here with what you're eating, your physical activity, the, the thoughts that you allow into your head, the lotions and potions that you (laughs) all the things determines yeah i remember first year yeah first year computer science we learned gigo g-i-g-o which is garbage in garbage out oh yeah yeah (laughs) exactly what you're saying that's awesome if you could give somebody like just one mindset tip that would possibly change their lives no pressure here or anything <laughs> what, what would be like just one of your biggest mindset tips 
Well, I think the biggest mindset tip is to understand that you can actually change the structure of your brain and physically what it looks like by your thinking. And we have this incredible capacity as human beings to almost step outside of ourselves and analyze ourselves. And if you look at it like this, um, you know, kind of a function that you are able to do, because sometimes the reason why people don't take mindset all that seriously is because they're like, well, it doesn't really matter because everything I think is negative. But they actually have the power to step outside of that, to analyze it, and to start to deconstruct and then reconstruct as they want to. Um, Caroline Leaf, I love her work. She's a powerful neuroscientist. How when you have a life driven by fear, which we're seeing a lot of these days, it creates this really negative, decrepit-looking, twisted tree. Literally, they can see it physically on a scan in our brain. But when we come from a state of love and abundance and hope and joy, it creates this beautiful, vibrant tree in our, in our brain when, we're, when it's scanned. And so if you can kind of picture yourself, you know, analyze where am I coming from? Am I coming from a place of fear, anger, hatred, or am I coming from a place of love, abundance, and hope? And to the extent that you see yourself creating one tree versus another, know that you have the capacity to step outside and redirect how your life is going to go based on what thoughts you allow to take hold. And you can deconstruct what's already there. So I would say the biggest thing to know is that you have the power to do it and just get some simple tools to help you like Caroline Leap's book. Sounds awesome. And I think what you said kind of leads into my next question. I've been asking this question since we've been in the whole COVID-19 quarantine situation. It feels like we have two extremes, people who are so overwhelmed where they feel like they just can't function and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they just sit in Netflix all day. And then people who are like, rah, rah, I have time to change my life and I'm going to do all these things. <laughs> and, and I realize that not everybody, I mean, everybody's not that extreme and there are a lot of people in the middle, but for those people who just can't make themselves function right now or can't make themselves do anything productive, maybe for a thousand valid reasons. What type of advice would you have for, for those people? Yeah. And I know that energy because, you know, I, I lead a team of thousands and um, during this period of time, I, I did see those two groups kind of really clearly. It was, it was interesting to see those who were like, oh, it's hopeless. You know, our business is over. And, and then there were the other ones that are like, no, wow, we have such an important product. We need to educate and we need to empower. And interestingly enough, these past couple of months have been my biggest months ever. In fact, two months ago was a record month for not only doTERRA, but for my team. Like we, we had massive growth, massive volume. You know, massive rank advancements. And so it shows the results of people who saw something, who saw the opportunity and who went for it. But I want to say this because I mentioned that I came out of a really, really negative background, a really dark background. And I saw myself for the longest time as a victim. I was a victim. Things happened to me. Um, you know, I, I saw the other people who were at fault and rightly so they really did awful things to me. Um, but what changed things for me was when I started to redefine myself, not as a victim, but a victor, not as someone where things happened to them, but someone who 
things happened, but I had the capacity to still create my future by what I thought and what I did. And I think maybe just making that simple shift of how do you view yourself? Are, are the things that are happening in the world, are they happening to you or are they just happening? And then you're going to take with what's happening and create what you want with it. So I think maybe it's just that simple shift. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I have one more question for you. But before I get to that last question, go ahead and tell everybody, you know, your website address, how to connect with you on social media, whatever you want to tell us about that stuff. Okay, super. So if they want to connect with me on the oil side, I would say that the best thing to do would be to connect with me through um, my main website, which is KimberlyMelusis.com. And it's a little bit of a mouthful. So, you know, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y-M-I-L-O-U-S-I-S.com. KimberlyMelusis.com. But for my course, it's K-I-M-M.me. So K-I-M-M.me slash L-M-A, which is Life More Abundantly. And for your listeners, if they use the last name, your last name is Peak, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Kind of like peak performance. (laughs) Except for with E's, not an A. Yes, that's right. And so if they use the code peak, either on the course or when they're they're connecting with me, they're going to get a 20% discount in either place, either for the oils or for the course. Very nice. Okay, and my last question I ask everybody on the show, Power Up Your Performance is all about learning how to think feel, perform, and live like a champion. What mm-hmm. are three traits that you believe all champions possess? This is such a great question. And I feel like, you know, champions are in all aspects of life, right? Both mm-hmm. yep. again, just in general. So I would say the first thing is vision. Um, in order to create something powerful, you have to first have the vision. In fact, a lot of Olympic athletes, they, they see their jump is being done or they see their, their action is being done before they even start. So vision, I think, is the first one. The second one is discipline because you can have all the vision in the world, but if you don't have the discipline to, to do the things to carry it out, to train your body, to train your mind, to do whatever it is, then it's going to be difficult to manifest that vision. And then the third one is grit. So grit is that characteristic which just enables you to pull yourself up when you get knocked down because you maybe have the vision, you maybe have the discipline, but inevitably life happens, COVID happens, you know, and the grit is what gets you the ability to get back up and to get into action. So I would say vision, discipline, and grit. I love it. I always love asking that question because they all fall, everybody's answers all fall under the same basic themes, but I love just the way everybody comes at it is always differently. So that's always fun. Thank you so much for being on the show. It has been such a pleasure talking to you and I hope you get some great success with your course. That sounds like a fabulous course. Yeah, I'm really grateful for it. And thank you so much for letting me be here to connect with your audience. And I just hope that it's been a blessing to them. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign Power of Run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness 
and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week, and I will catch you next Tuesday.